Hello and welcome to the Access of Space Defense and Security podcast. I'm Omkar Nikam, your host for this episode. In this podcast, we explore the latest developments and trends in the fields of space exploration, defense technology, and national security. Each episode features insightful interviews with experts and industry leaders who share their perspectives on a wide range of topics, including the latest advances in satellite technology, space exploration missions, military defense strategies, cybersecurity, and more. Whether you are a space enthusiast, a military professional, or someone interested in the latest innovation in technology and security, this podcast has something for you. Join us as we delve into the cutting-edge research breakthroughs that are shaping the future of space defense and security. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to episode 1. why my media and marketing activities are important for the space companies to take a deep dive into this topic we have today with us the subject matter expert mr remco timmermans hi remco welcome to the podcast hi omkar thanks for having me yes so as you know that uh, you know the media and marketing activities are essential part of everything especially the narrative because it gives a full strategic control to any agency organization and the institutes So before prior uh, proceeding with the topic can you just give us a brief uh, outlook on your journey in the, in the space industry as a media and communication expert Yeah absolutely so um so I have a background in uh, in in business management specializing in uh, in strategic marketing um that's a long time ago that uh, that I went to university to do those topics and I I didn't really start in the space industry so I gained experience in uh, in finance in uh, manufacturing uh and in management consulting until i rediscovered um space through the use of social media we started to experiment i worked for hewlett packard at that time we started to experiment with social media within the company for uh for communication and then uh tools like twitter and facebook uh came up this is around the 2005 2006 2007 um era and um i started to experiment with it and i i i refound um the space community and um i was at a point in my career where i had to make a few decisions on on what to do next and uh i'd always dismissed space i'm not a space engineer i'm not a scientist yes um so i always dismissed space but through social media i i came in contact with with this this vibrant global community of like-minded people and uh surprisingly not all of them were rocket scientists and engineers yeah. uh there were actually quite a few people doing other things and and that's where i uh i i found out that uh, maybe there is a place in space for people with a marketing and management background like myself so um i went back to school i attended the international space university where i i basically got the uh well the knowledge but most of all the confidence to act in the space industry you have to learn the language and we'll talk about yeah. this a little bit more because language is very important in in marketing yeah. but i learned the language of space and uh and i started volunteering for a few things got my feet wet and uh well uh the rest is history as they say i started my own um social media and um content marketing agency for space and uh, i have served many clients since uh, i i started work uh, mostly with ngos but later on also with new space companies um i do lots of space events 
And um, yeah, I, I now do marketing for, for a wide range, wide variety of, of global space organizations. And uh, I guess we're going to talk about how that works um, in, in the course of this interview. That's amazing, Remco. I mean, like, I would like to mention this over the podcast as well. Like, you have been an inspiration to me as well. Like, I started my journey from astronomy to the space industry back in 2015. And I think you are the one of the persons that, you know, I was following. And, you know, so we, I'd like to come to the point, like you mentioned about language. So that's yes. what is narrative. I think it shapes the narrative because narrative is, I guess, very much important these days. It gives a strategic control to the individual and a group of community of the people. So how would you like to mention or, you know, present, like what is the role of the media in the space industry as well as why the media narrative matters in the space industry? Yeah, no, the, I mean, the role of media, like in any industry, let, let's, let's, let's face it, in that sense, uh, in, in, from, from a theoretical marketing point of view, space is no different than any other industry. Marketing yes. is really about letting your potential clients know that you exist and, and the solutions that you have uh, to problems that uh, your potential clients may have. And it's, it's all about telling the story. Uh, marketing yes. is all about storytelling and storytelling stories is all about language, uh, finding the right language to connect with that, uh, that, that potential customer audience is what marketing really is all about. Um, why is this important in space? Um, I mean, traditionally the space industry in the fifties and sixties, was 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 a government-driven activity. It didn't need marketing because um, the suppliers and the customers were one and the same government entities who who basically created these big government-driven uh, uh, space programs to, uh, to yes. experiment with the first satellites to go out to the moon. So the government served the government, not much marketing involved. That has changed quite dramatically over the last uh, several decades where uh, commercial companies have started to take over some of these activities from government players and um, serving customers um, that are different from their yeah. own organizations. And that is suddenly where this storytelling, this narrative about what it is that uh, organizations do and how it can s solve problems that organizations have. And, and these stories really form the bridge between the supply side and this demand side. And, and, and again, this is, this is marketing 101. This is not unique to space, but uh, the space industry doesn't have a tradition of selling itself to potential clients and in that sense yes. the whole notion of having to do strategic marketing is relatively new in space compared to many other sectors and and this is where marketeers well like myself and and like many of my colleagues uh, can really play a critical role in in developing this new space uh, industry into the trillion dollar business that uh, that some people are foreseeing the space industry to be very soon Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you completely. Like traditionally space really didn't need or required, I would say the marketing tools or the necessary marketing, but I guess in today's era, we are into the commercial segment. It's the commercial flourishing that has been happening in the new space industry. So I guess it, it has gained, the marketing has gained momentum and just revolving around this topic, uh, like the marketing has gained momentum, especially. So 
you know in the other industries like i i i saw in the other industries people have this buzz like okay the video content does well okay rather than the text so we should focus mm-hmm. on video so uh, from this point of view from the content format po- point of view w- uh, what do you think which co- content formats are crucial for space companies and why yeah. Okay that's that's a very difficult question to answer and it it's kind of the universal answer to all scientific questions the answer is it depends um because the format is really uh something that is subject to a few other things that you have to start with so with every marketing campaign you start with the added value why do we want to invest in marketing efforts what what is it going to give us and yes. once we understand why we need marketing in our organization in 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 commercial space that is fairly easy to answer uh, is is because we need to to tell people that we exist and that our our products and services offer solutions to their problems um but we need to understand uh, what it is that we want to achieve and once we understand that we have mm-hmm. to really understand who our customers are before we talk about content and and about whether we use video or something else um we need to understand who our customers are are we in the b2b uh, business are we in b2c are we in b2g or whatever whatever uh, letter combination you have but it's really important that as an organization you really understand who it is that you should be talking to who is going to pay for my products and services and 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 you you should be very specific about that this is this is called developing buyer personas and that is really going into the detail of the people and and yes. and be very clear uh, uh, marketing and and selling products and 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 doing business is all about people doing business with people this is not hiding behind this big corporation but no this is this is about um um really understanding who the people are that will take the decision to to buy your products or services once you understand that then you will need to learn how to engage these people what is the type of content that makes these people tick um and yes this can be video this can be tiktok videos for space outreach to young children if that is your audience as an organization but this could also be very technical reports on on how your products will help your other business client or your business partner in achieving their corporate goals so there's a wide variety of content that totally depends on what it is that you're looking to achieve and who you are trying to address through your marketing efforts so video takes uh, um uh, an an imagery in general is very important a picture says more than a thousand words that is definitely true but uh, it totally depends on the message that you're trying to convey to your specific audience what makes your audience tick if they connect and engage with videos then great explain what you're doing in videos if however they're looking for technical information because they need to integrate your satellite into a very specific um, adapter on on a launch vehicle then they will be looking for that technical information and they don't really care about your uh, your your nice corporate video so uh, the answer in uh, well putting it short is it, it totally depends yes i agree with you like it depends on the companies to company but one of the important i guess factor that you mentioned just now is b2b and b2c Mm-hmm. so uh, i believe like especially in the earth observation sector it has traditionally been b2b rather than b2c but yeah. i i see now a little by little it's 
coming on a consumer level where we have smart farming tools, especially directly the satellite insights are on the hands of the consumer, like literally they are on their tablets. So uh, how would you like, uh, can you just give us a you know brief outlook on how things have changed in the observation sector, especially as you are an expert in that area as well? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, in the beginning, Earth observation, like anything in space, was very much a government um, activity. Um, but now with the availability of, uh, of, of, of a lot more and a lot more detailed, higher spatial, higher temporal resolution Earth observation data from programs like Copernicus, like Landsat, uh, like many commercial providers out there. So the availability has increased dramatically. Also, the interest, to a large extent through funding programs, for example, from the European Commission in, in Horizon uh, 2020, in Horizon Europe, there's, there's, there's funds available to develop tools based <clears throat> on all that free data that is, uh, that is available. Um, those, the, the, the uh, availability of these tools has increased dramatically. Now, I would, I would argue that most of these applications, at least most of these commercial applications, are still B2B, even farming applications. A farmer is a business, is a business person. Um, so precision agriculture is a typical B2B um, activity. But you also see on the consumer front where, where people are using uh, satellite navigation data. And that's definitely a, a consumer product, satellite navigation, in-car navigation. Um, we all have uh, Google Maps on our phone. Um, but also using weather applications. Those are all satellite applications that are definitely in the hands of consumers. Now, there is a difference between uh, how, you, how you market these products in B2B, where you talk much more about um, how is this solution going to help me as a business, or how uh, can these products add value uh, to, uh, to these businesses, as in uh, business to consumer, which is which is a different type of marketing, because really, uh, both in earth observation and satellite navigation, when you talk about the consumer market, it is no longer about space. This is really, um, again, uh, marketing 101, consumer marketing 101. This is how is this going to benefit your life? How is this going to improve your well-being? Uh, how is this going to improve your welfare? How is this going to make life easy for you as a person? And uh, um, in, in, in that sense, it is not so much about space marketing at that level, yes. but really about uh, uh, consumer marketing as we've seen it in, in all other industries. I hope I answered your question with this because I, I, I think I kind of lost my thread halfway. Yeah, I think like, uh, yeah, uh, you, you were on track, I would say, because uh, you, you connected the dots very well, I think. Uh, at the end of the day, when it comes down to the consumer, uh, the pace changes, I guess the target changes. It's not much about space then it becomes more about how space can make your life better yeah. rather than talking much about the space. So yeah, I agree with that point. And uh, like, you know, before proceeding ahead, I just wanted to touch up uh, on this part. Like traditionally, I think satellite communication has been very much, uh, you know, inclined towards the consumer market like B2C, especially we see DTH market. Mm -hmm. So uh, the thing is, as a child or you know when i was in a school like i didn't know that you know okay this this is the space industry the thing that we have on our terrace 
directly comes through a satellite so literally you know like that that is a space resource very fr- frankly speaking but you know i didn't know about that so how do you think in general the current pace of these things have changed in the satellite communication industry if you have a brief outlook you can uh, let us know about that as well sure um well as 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 many of us uh, active in in space market analysis know that uh, um, satellite communication is one of the biggest financial drivers of space it is it is the area where the money is made in space and it has been uh, for for quite a while with with companies for example like SES uh, starting to experiment with with commercial applications of satellite communication yes. uh, fairly early on and 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 I think SES is a good example in in the sense that the people who use SES services who use satellite television satellite communication um, probably the link that we have right now has some element of space in it somehow but it is completely space agnostic and and that is the story about how um, well there's, there's two sides to this first of all how irrelevant it is for consumers to realize that there's space involved it doesn't really matter and 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 the consumer is not so much interested in the fact that space is involved as long as it works i mean it used to be yes. a miracle in the, in the 1940s and 1950s that you could connect via telephone to the other side of the world yes. and nowadays we we completely take that for granted yes um, <laughs> and, and and that's okay because it talks about the yeah. benefits more than the technology behind it. On the other hand, it is a loss. So people do not realize anymore that space is involved. And you know, the uh, Jean-Jacques Dordain, the former uh, director general of ESA, always had this example in his speeches where where he talked about the taxi driver um, who said, "Who needs space when we have this this massive uh, this 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 great satellite navigation application in our phone? I don't need space to find my way through through this." <laughs> Completely yeah. not realizing that uh, he was using space infrastructure, and yes. and and that is a loss. That no, it it doesn't matter that space is involved for the end product for the benefit that people have. But it also disconnects people from the fact, from the relevance, if you like, of the space industry. So space is not always good in 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 telling people the right story, and and people don't appreciate the value of space in that sense. People see yes. uh, see astronauts flying to space. You know all the cool stories. They they see the Apollo program. They see people going up. Well, they saw people going up in space shuttles. They see them on, on board of the International Space Station. They see billionaires going up. The narrative as far as space outreach and, and the awareness of, of, uh, of the population about space sometimes is not the real story of what space really is. I mean, if I tell people that three quarters of money is made in, in space is made in, in satellite communication, yeah. they don't... They, they're flabbergasted. They think, okay, yes. the ISS, what is it, a hundred billion dollars uh, laboratory flying there. They only see massive waste of money, but they don't see the value uh, that space yes. is giving to society in real life to everyone on Earth every day. Yes, I, I completely agree with you about this point, uh, and I, I think on not on a massive scale, but somewhere little by little, uh, due to the you know. Uh, the drop down of the operational cost, I would say, or the components, the new space has taken up. And I, I see a lot of people 
from the non-space areas coming in and taking initiatives into the space uh, industry right now. So with respect to that, aligned with the same question and the follow-up, like considering the rise in new space companies, do you think the startups should have a significant budget allocation for marketing activities? Yes. Uh, I mean, the simple answer is yes. Um, and and that, that's not just because I'm a marketeer and I, I make my money on, on marketing, but it is it is often something, especially in, in technology startups, again, not, not necessarily just in space, but in technology and in high tech in general, where it's it's engineered, uh, engineered ideas, engineers who uh, develop products and services. Yes. It's not in their system. And that is supported by the fact that marketing traditionally in space is is not a, an important element but now that we're talking about new space about commercial space commercial space should really emphasize the word commercial this is a commercial endeavor that is compar- comparable yes. to other commercial endeavors compare it to other successful commercial b2c companies if you like they have massive marketing budget. That's why Coca-Cola is so big. That's why car manufacturers uh, are so big is they have marketing budgets to tell the world about the benefits that they will receive from, from using all these products. And in, in space, we're traditionally not so used to this. And, and I would argue for any space startup or for any space SME that uh, an investment in your marketing budget, which always seems to lag at the end of the budget cycle, if there's a little bit of money left, then, okay, maybe we'll do some advertising or maybe we'll do a, a little bit of, of, of marketing. That is that is the wrong way. And I, I argue that investing in marketing will actually help you accelerate growth, accelerate your, your scalability, yes. will accelerate your, uh, your, your sales and, and accelerate the growth of your company. Definitely. I think this is a very important thing because as uh, coming from a media background itself, even I experience this thing a lot of times and I always tell uh, all the startup you know, community that, yes, you need to, I mean, it's fine to post once in a while by yourself on your company page, but I think you need to hire an expert in communications or at least consult an expert because the way you use the language, as you previously said, and the narrative matters a lot when you tell the story about your company and your product and services. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, you hit an important point there and, and I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that is, that is critically important. You have to realize, especially as a startup, as an SME, that marketing is a specialist profession. Um, it is not something that you as a CEO, well, maybe in, in the early days you can, but as a CEO, you have to realize that marketing is a specialization. And if you want to, want a a full-blown marketing campaign uh, to be successful, you need to hire marketing specialists. This is not something you can do in the weekend uh, beside your CEO uh, job. No, you have to have the right people who understand how marketing works, who understand how consumers or how clients uh, find out about you and, 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 and how all these channels, all these different uh, channels that we have nowadays, uh, how that works, how you can use these channels to really engage with your customers and fill your, uh, your, your sales pipeline. Yes, definitely. And, uh, you know, we are almost reaching at the end of conversation, but just want to touch up on this part. Like, I see, like, I completely agree with your point. And I myself as well tell this to the startups that, you know, you need to invest, especially in the marketing. Even if it's a small budget, you have to. 
but uh, sometime it happens that there is a financial crunch so do you think like the government agencies like especially i see in europe i i mean in all my career i have seen europe is the only one who has been especially uplifting the earth observation part uh, so do you think like the government agencies can play a much more bigger role in helping the startups invest more in their marketing resources yes funding? yeah they they can um and and maybe not so much through funding because a lot of funding is available i mean if you look at the cassini program from the european commission or horizon europe all the opportunities that exist for finding solutions the role of these government agencies and of these programs and 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 maybe even going to hackathons and and business incubation programs like the isa big uh, community out there yes. they should highlight the fact that okay you have a certain budget to to bring this product to market or bring this service to market or, or do this project that you should allocate a realistic uh, budget to market your product and not spend 100% on product development and service development, but make sure that you allocate a realistic amount, whatever that is for, for your particular market, a realistic amount for marketing and make sure you hire or you obtain the right marketing uh, resources or skills. And, and, and yes, I think there is a role, not so much in funding, but in, in educating these uh, startup entrepreneurs and these, these, these yes. high-tech um, SMEs on the relevance of marketing, using examples, using examples where people spend a little bit on marketing and show them the results that marketing can bring. And, and, and obviously marketeers like myself and, and like you, Omkar, can, can, can help these organizations find the right balance uh, in, uh, between marketing and other activities such that it, is, is, it maximizes the benefits to, uh, to your organization. Yes, definitely. I think like the point that you mentioned, educating the startups, I think, yes, it, it's very important. Rather than funding, I would say, you know, when you educate someone, it remains with them. Like, you know, it's like fitted or programmed in their brain and they, you know, then they start thinking about why it, why is it important? So, yeah, it's, it's a very important point. I think we can do a later on one session on this topic because educating, you know, the startup entrepreneurs is a complete new different thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like if you have any time uh, in the future, definitely I'd be really happy to have another second episode of this on this conversation as well a follow-up i would say <laughs> yeah yeah no I, yeah absolutely i'd be i'd be more than happy to just to give it a 20 second example of that is is the business model canvas all startup entrepreneurs know about the business model canvas these nine squares that you have to fill in well let me tell you that most of those nine squares relate to marketing do not yes. relate to product, but they relate to how do you define your value proposition? How do you define your customers? Uh, how do you define your partners? That is what yes. marketing is really about. Yes, definitely. And, uh, you know, as we are at the, at the end part now, so as a media and communication expert, uh, what message would you like to give to the space companies? And you know, in general, as you mentioned about the educating the space entrepreneurs as well. So in general, what message would you like to give to them from this? Yeah, I, th I think talk? I'm going to repeat myself, but you know, that's, that's, that's the power of marketing is in the repetition um, is think marketing, please. In the beginning of your, uh, of your company, make sure that marketing becomes an integrated part of 
uh, of your business model, of your business plan. Think about marketing at the same time you think about developing your products and services. Marketing is important to bridge that gap between you and your launch customer and your subsequent customers and uh, make sure that you understand who these people are. And again, marketing tools are there to help you cross that bridge. The language that we talked about, the narrative, start developing all that at the same time you develop your product. Because we often say that many of these space startups they develop solutions for problems that may not exist. And marketing will help you identify the, these real-world problems that real-world real customers are dealing with. So uh, please make marketing a priority right from the start. Thank you very much, Remco. It has been an amazing conversation with you. And I hope we uh, keep a follow-up uh, of this episode because there, there are a lot of questions that have popped up, I guess, in the conversation. So would be really happy to do uh, one more follow-up episode in the next one month or two months whenever you'll be available. Absolutely. I'll be more Thank than you very much for the, your precious time. Thank you very much for, yes. uh, for, the, for the opportunity. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you find our podcast insightful, then please like, share and subscribe. See you in the next episode. Thank you.